0: welcome to Lessons She Learned, where we have conversations about different life lessons that we learn every single day. This entire arsenal of content is designed to help you really quick just find what you're looking for, digest it, help you process it so that you could do whatever other thing you need to get to. Sometimes we need to solve the problem in our mind before we could go ahead and solve the problem before us. And so I'm excited for this content to kind of be a tool to help you go ahead and do that. Welcome to today's episode and I'm pretty excited about it. Today we are going to be talking about uh, three things that I have been able to learn, that we have been able to learn um, about ourselves from our work. Um, I think that a lot of things are revealed to us whenever we have a responsibility to one, like kind of develop the discipline and develop the character um, to to go and provide for ourselves, provide for our families. I think that we also learn a lot about what it means to kind of steward our effort, our attention, um, at some point what it looks like to manage um, money or uh, people or things like that. And I think that when we look at the work that we do, no matter what your industry is, no matter what umbrella or category you fall into as far as working for someone, working for yourself, or having some sort of combination therein, I think there are a lot of things that we can learn from the way we make mistakes, the way our character has grown over time. And I personally really, really, really like to kind of take inventory. One of the reasons I like to take inventory even though I kind of have to, we all kind of have to, um, is because a lot of the growth um, that we're desiring to see, a lot of the results that we want to be enhanced um, and improved are going to require some sort of like adjustment in in who we are. Um, And I'll never forget having my first job straight out of college, like, hey, like, this is cool. Like, you know, let's go to work. Um, I was like, so like cute going to work. I wore heels to a job you didn't need to wear heels to. I was beat faced, hair done, dresses, blouses, again, not necessarily necessary at this particular job, but I, I wanted to feel good about it. I wanted to go and feel like I was really showing up and there are so many things I learned about myself in that process that I didn't realize about myself, um, one of them was that I was, um, what's the word for it? What's the word where it's like so dangerous? It could, chronically. I was chronically late to most things. That was the first thing I learned in watching the way that I, I naturally would show up in the world. I was chronically late um, to so many different things. Um, And at the time, I was the youngest person um, in my job. Like, I was the youngest person there on staff. And I had a junior position, but it was relatively senior, given the fact that I had just graduated out of school. And I was looking around and just feeling very insecure. Like, I felt like I had to prove myself. I felt like I had to, like pretend to be something I wasn't um, just to make this job make sense for me. And so I think one of the realest things that happened, and this is the first lesson I took away, I realized I was green. I knew it was going to be some learning curve. I knew that there were going to be some adjustments, but I didn't realize how green I was until I realized there's just so much I don't know and so much I have to figure out. And so I started paying attention to what needed to happen in me. I started paying attention to like what kind of character, what kind of habits do I need to have, not just to be successful in my industry, but to be successful. Timeliness is, is something where you're able to be successful. Responsiveness, you know, people are depending on you to tell them what they have to do or to get things and things like that. Those are things that are part of your character, being a finisher, not just a starter. Um, being a great communicator, things like that um, are the kinds of things that improve your quality of life in the workplace, but really kind of no matter where you go. And so the first thing I ended up doing was starting to find different ways to improve or to kind of refine myself so I didn't feel as green. That was the first time I ever started listening to podcasts. I would listen, I had a commute to work that was anywhere between... 15 and 30 minutes um, because of the traffic, 15 minutes with no traffic, 30 minutes with traffic, and I would listen to podcasts during that time, podcasts and worship music, and I would start listening to like okay so you know what's how do i grow how do i i improve what, what are the most important ways for me to go ahead and grow and improve and i think that that's so interesting because you go to you some people develop these things in high school some people develop these things in college i was able to get through a lot of things without fine-tuning these things. I understood I had a concept for what was acceptable, but I didn't even have a desire or a personal standard to be excellent. And so all of a sudden, my standard for myself had changed so much based on what I wanted my life to look like and also what kind of pride I wanted to be able to take in my work. And so being green, I had to figure out, girl, what's the standard? What is the standard for your Work, or What is the standard for your interactions? And the reason I had to ask myself was because I was sitting next to people whose standard was lower than mine and they were content in that, but I wasn't content in that. I wasn't content living up to a, the standard they had set for themselves sometimes. And so I said, okay, since everybody's standard could be a little bit different, everybody's standard is, is based on their perspectives and the things that they want and, and the satisfaction they have. I said, I have to build my own. And then I started to figure out what it would look like for me to show up in the world in a way that made me proud, um, that made me feel like I was being seen well, that allowed me to have a, a wealth of like high value and high impact relationships. And so realizing I was green was one of the biggest lessons I learned. But responding to that, like responding to it by making a decision that I didn't want to feel green forever. I didn't want to feel like a baby forever in the workplace. Um, I wanted to 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 grow into it, and I wanted to feel stronger there. And so I started doing things, reading books. Um, what else? I was reading books. I was... Uh, at that time, I don't think I was watching any courses yet because that wasn't like a thing yet, but I was going to networking events and I was um, like going to places where people are speaking and things like that and learning in that way as well. The second thing that I learned about myself was I in the in the workplace or in doing work within any industry in any way was that I had to realize that excellence for me is not optional. I can't speak to anybody else, but excellence for me is not optional. And what that means is if I'm looking and it it didn't really, at some point I had to decide that it also didn't matter the environment, which means I don't, you know, have a have a cool job and you know, look at the work and go, Oh wow, mm. you know what, I'ma just hurry up and get this done. But then when I get home to whatever the side hustle is, then I'ma be excellent. No, like the way you do anything is the way you do everything. And so if you decide not to be excellent in an area that requires deep work and deep thought, you can't then say, I'm gonna go over there and be excellent because Excellence is more of a habit than anything else, and so to make it a fluid muscle, you want to not be in a position where you have to decide to turn it on and decide to turn it off, because more often than not, you're gonna dis- you're gonna forget to turn it on. And so, I decided to set that standard for myself to to go all in, even if it took me more time, even if it took me more effort, um, to just keep going and and letting excellence in the work itself be the standard. Um and that sometimes cost me time. Sometimes people would look at it and say, you know, let's say someone who didn't like the fact that you were doing some the same task as them, but maybe you were being a little bit more thorough and it might have required that they be a little bit more thorough too. All that really, really matters at the end of the day is that you take pride in your work, but you're not the only person in your employer or your your client or your customer. They're not the only people who benefit from you being excellent and thorough on a consistent basis. You are developed and you are refined by the processes you live through, by the things you endure and the things you decide to do. And so I think that sometimes we get a little caught up thinking about who benefits from what I'm doing, who benefits from this work, you benefit from this work. And not just in the monetary sense, you're benefiting from the practice and the training and uh, uh, the experience of being able to go all in on something and to be thinking or to be assuming that just because it's more or more effort or more time or just because it might also benefit someone else, thinking that that's enough of a reason to say that's enough for them, no. You don't want to cut yourself off at the knees not seeing the fullness of your potential because you were so afraid of serving someone else to the fullest, so afraid to showing up in the excellence of who you are and what you do. It took me a while, but at some point, I had to stop cheating You know the system i remember i wasn't i felt like at one point i was like i don't get paid enough i don't get paid enough to do this i don't i don't get paid enough to do this well like this i don't even get paid enough to care as much as i'm tempted to care and i realized that by cheating what I felt like was the larger system. I was cheating myself out of the opportunity to be a finisher, to be excellent, to deserve more so that when I step in any room, there's nothing anybody could say. There, There's no word or, or no thing anybody could do because my work is that solid. My work is that stable because when it comes time for a person to have earned more responsibility or greater rights in that space, I can be the person fit for it. But if I'm constantly cutting corners, if I'm constantly taking the easy way out, if I'm constantly doing the absolute minimum of what can be done for something to be technically considered done, I lose every time. And it took me a while to realize that, to realize that I was losing every time I, I, I did just enough, uh, but I, I'm, I'm grateful that I did. Because what it did was built this muscle and this habit and this belief in myself. Because it didn't matter where I was. When you start looking at, let's just say you have some client. And let's just say you're just getting started and they're paying you not a ton. They're paying you enough to do the task, right? Um, and then you built this muscle. Where you're excellent. You're a finisher. You do this top to bottom. What happens when you finally start getting the numbers that you want to get when you finally start being able to charge what you want to charge or you are finally in the space right before you do and you need to make that leap one thing you won't be able to doubt is whether or not you can and whether or not you will because your principle of excellence your personal principles of excellence of getting the job done, of not holding back, of serving people excellently. That's going to be something not even fear can shut off. Not even nerves can calm down because it's in you. And so when you're getting ready to apply for whatever the next level of is in the job or getting ready to design the next Uh, the next level of whatever it is for your client to experience, you're not going to be able to call into question whether you can or will do the work because you've been going above and beyond for all of this time. Because you've been excellent this whole time. All you're really saying is, man, am I ready to continue to stand underneath whatever the pressure is that's attached to what it is I have to do next? And so that's the second lesson I learned. For me and my personal standards and my personal principles, excellence is not optional. And so I I encourage you, what are the things in the way that you do life? What are the things in the way that you do work that are not optional for the way you're deciding to carry on? Everybody has their principles. Everybody have their rock and their their foundation there, but you have to decide what yours are now. So that as you continue to move forward, as you continue to serve and impact people, there are some things about you that just aren't shaken. And so the third lesson um, that I learned that I didn't realize I was even learning it when I was going through it. But building a strong plan that doesn't just consider the, the work or the to do's on the list, but that also consider how long the tasks take to prepare, how long the tasks take to do, and how long the tasks take to communicate with the necessary stakeholders. When I was learning how to do this, when I was learning how to like not work in, in a bubble or in isolation um, and just like try to knock off things off the list, it was the most frustrating experience in the world. I thought that, like, my manager was picking on me. I was just like, why? Why is she, like, coming and asking me to do all these things? How is it that I have to speak to a yet another soul about what it is that I just want to do by myself? Um, you know, why Why do I have to take note of how much time this takes? Why do I have to? um well, what was the other thing? Why do I have to write everything down? Like, why? <laughs> but when I tell you, that was some of the most impactful and some of the most, like, things that I didn't expect to be valuable to me, but they were one of the most transferable skills, um, from one industry to another industry, but also from having a lot of, like, managerial support to not having nearly as much because when you are self-employed or an entrepreneur like you might not always have that and so I learned so much about building a strong work plan and communicating with the right stakeholders or the right the clients in the right way from leaning into the systems in one space and and being willing to be adaptive To go ahead and learn it and the crazy thing was from job to job that skill was just so useful being able to communicate being able to talk about where you are on a project what's next what's stalling it like what do you need from someone in order for it to go forward how do you frame the language to someone who is literally holding you up from doing the next step in the task how do you how do you remind them of the work owed so that you can take the next steps? These are some of the things that not everybody needs to know <laughs> It might not be that but what it is a reminder is what it is a reminder of is that there are certain things in your your work, Space or your work environment now that could feel tedious, that could feel somewhat unnecessary, and that could really stretch you as you learn them. But there are going to be things about that process, things about whatever it is that you're learning that you're probably going to be able to transfer into the next environment, into the next phase of life. And you don't get any preview of what, how big of a deal it's going to be that you've mastered it, how big of a deal it's going to be that you honored it enough to pay attention, to take note, and to actually grow until you get to the next phase of life, and it's either a skill you have or a skill you don't have. But what you can say, what you can pay attention to now is what is required of me in this phase of life, in this phase of work, and in this environment that I simply cannot go on here without developing this skill, without creating this habit, without uh, refining this character trait because those are going to be the things that when I tell you they are they these skills change environments and really just enhancing the value. And so those are just a few things um, <laughs> that I that I learned about myself. Um And that I think are some of the most universal ways to kind of just pay attention to whatever it means to like grow and adapt and take the information and the experience of one environment and be willing to truly honor it to the point of learning it for real um, so that you could not just apply it there, but apply it in every single area of life. I think one of the reasons why I wanted to even record this episode and go over things that I learned about myself um, from my work is because everybody's responsible, you know, for doing, for going to work and, you know, creating that income, building, you know, that independent life or lifestyle. So you can not just do what you want, but just so that you could have like a, a pretty healthy spot in the world, society, et cetera. But I think that there tends to be this, unnecessary separation between who you are at work and who you are when you leave work. But then when you do something else, like who you like start some sort of business, then who you are in business all of a sudden becomes the fullness of who you are for some reason. And what I realized is who you are at work, um, who you are in your business, who you are at home, who you are in social spaces is pretty consistent. It's pretty consistent. And when we start to do a better job at honoring the fullness of who we are, our face and our name doesn't have to change as we enter different rooms. You can be the fullness of who you are, have the fullness of skills, and they can all have continuity in every room you're in. You can be just as organized in room A as you are in room B. You can be just as effective of a communicator in room A as you are in room B. And no matter which room you're in, if you can't figure out how to see this moment well, if you don't figure out how to look at even some of the most uncomfortable processes or the most uncomfortable experiences and find the good, if you can't look at a challenge, and look at the pressure associated with that challenge, and actually feel divine pressing, you're going to struggle day in and day out because you're always going to feel like life is happening to you. But what happens when it's not happening to you or you're not suffering in that way all the time? You're being refined. You're being pruned. And it's our job not to just endure it, and just say I sat there and I didn't leave during the process, but to actually submit and surrender so you could grow willingly. Pain, pain is something you don't get to choose, but the suffering, from every single example, feeling green, feeling young, feeling insecure about being in the workplace, feeling like I wasn't excellent and feeling like I was way too passive about my work, Or feeling like I couldn't build a simple to-do list that also kept in mind when things were due and what needed to be prioritized. Every single one of those things were real life challenges I had to face and I had to overcome if I wanted to keep any job that I had or any clients I had. All of it required pressure. All of it required pressing. But how did I decide to look at the things that require the biggest pressure and pressing i could even face i took it as a personal a personal check like yo get it get it together or get out grow or leave you said you wanted xyz you said you wanted to 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 be at this place you said you wanted to impact these people you said you wanted to serve in this way you said you wanted to be in this environment Okay, so grow. 9 out of 10, you're not desiring to be in places where people aren't great, where people aren't doing fantastic things. Why do you think you can be in their presence or be in that community and not grow and not do fantastic things? And so the things that I learned about myself required that I face myself and be honest with myself about how much more there needed to be done, but also... It required that I not considered every single thing suffering. It required that I just looked at something and said, okay, it's hard. Let's go. Okay, it's hard. Let's move forward. And and that's really, really, really why I wanted to have that conversation. Because we're all growing through, and I'm still very much growing through things, but I think our posture and the obstacles we're facing dictates how good this gets to be a book that helps me with that whenever I lose focus is called the obstacle is the way by Ryan holiday and he does a really good job at helping you look at the opportunity in every obstacle you could possibly face um and so I hope that this was good for you I hope that this was like the the reminder um About, you know, how you can learn different things about yourself, how you can learn um, different things about how you need to grow and let those things be good and let those things be be honorable and respectable to you so that you can grow in the way that you want to. You just finished an episode of lessons she learned and how you feel. Do you feel like you learned something new? Do you feel like, you know what, I think I might have what I need to do exactly what I need to do today? Awesome. Well, if you did, if you loved this episode, I want you to go ahead and hop into into that little area where we do our ratings. Wherever you listen to podcasts, I would love to go ahead and get that rating just so more people who are interested in content like this can honestly just go ahead and find it find out that they're in the right place, find out that they're around the right people. And so that's the point of that, but also your favorite point, your favorite uh, thing that was said, I would love for you to go ahead and screenshot that, note that, tag me, I will reshare you, I'm so grateful anytime anyone is saying, hey, this information helps me, this content really helped me work through this. And I want to know, I want to know how it impacted you. And so go ahead, tag me on Instagram at Zanaya E. Blue. Uh, The spelling is in the show notes because you know, you know how that goes when people spell it any way they want to, but (laughs) I'll see you next time. And I'm excited to share even more about what I have learned.